Stand on your feet and please open your, your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. <clears throat> when one speaks out, it's hard sometimes to, uh, to know what to speak on. Of course, we ask the, the leadership of the Lord and that the Spirit of God may lead us to, to teach and to preach what he would have us to say. And um, I struggle between two different um, messages, but I felt this morning that the Lord would allow me to, to give these, this message to you this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 2, please. And, um, and you would please read, uh, read with me uh, verses uh, 1 through 3. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I'm going to teach on a subject, the demands of the ministry. The demands of the ministry. Heavenly Father, allow me please to, to have liberty in my thought. <clears throat> And I pray that you would uh, lead me to, to teach and to say that which these young people need. And Lord, uh, may Christ be honored and may he be glorified. And may you allow us to be faithful. Thank you for your goodness. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. This is a very special book. The Apostle Paul was just days, weeks before he was killed for the cause of Christ. Um, he told uh, Timothy there in chapter 4, for I, I am now ready to be offered, and my time of departure is at hand. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Oh, may God allow me one day to be able to say those words as I finish uh, my ministry and my life here on this earth to be faithful to him and to finish uh, the work that he has called me to do. But as Paul was writing this, this, this epistle, knowing that his life was short, uh, uh, soon to, 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 he was soon to, to lose his life, he penned a book led by the Holy Spirit because the Word of God is inspired by the Spirit of God. But he gave Timothy some, some, some counsel that all of us who are in, in, in the service of the King need to learn and to apply to our lives. There's tremendous truths in this book that have been a blessing to me personally as I serve the Lord and, and also be able to teach the young men in our institute, in our, in our college, and in our church Paul was teaching Timothy, after years of ministry, how to do the work of the ministry. These are called, of course, pastoral epistles. And here in, in, in chapter 2, he said in verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What a privilege to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. What a privilege to represent him. What a privilege to serve him. What a privilege to win people to Christ. What a privilege to teach others the word of God. What a privilege for, to be called pastor. 
I love our church and what a privilege to, to pastor our people. What a privilege to be called a teacher, an evangelist, a servant of God. What a privilege to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. But Paul said, if you're going to be a soldier of Jesus Christ, you must endure hardness. You, there's demands of a soldier. There's demands of those who serve the Lord. And I want to just give you some, some demands of the ministry here in this, in this passage. First of all, first demand of the ministry is that we be faithful. There in, in, in verse 2, and, that, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Paul, the apostle there in 1 Corinthians 4, uh, said this in verse 1, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ, ministers of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God, that's an incredible responsibility, stewards of the mysteries of God. And he says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. would tell his students, be faithful until the stars fall. How we need faithful men of God, faithful to doctrine, faithful to the word of God. Faithful men of men who are married to their wives, uh, faithful to your church, faithful to your calling, and we today it, it seems like less and less emphasis is placed on faithfulness, and we have so many people today um, uh, going different directions doctrinally and 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 and, and, and scripturally because. Uh, they're enamored with position. They're enamored with, with, uh, with results. We need to be faithful men of God, faithful to follow Christ, faithful to do the will of God. One of my very good friends and mentors, uh, Daniel Garlic, an evangelist, he was the, uh, his father was uh, Roland Garlic, a great soul winner. He started the, uh, la espada, which is like the sword, but it's called the sword uh, in Spanish. Uh, and they produced a lot of wonderful material for the Spanish world. And, and, uh, and, and, and Brother Roland Garlic's heart and Daniel Garlic's heart was to, to uh, prepare, um, uh, to, to encourage and prepare soul winners. His heart was to win souls. And, uh, and they held uh, conferences all over Latin America and Mexico and how, how God used. And Fuegos de Evangelismo and La Espada worked together as to, to take um, to Mexico revival and the, the, Latin, the, the this Latin American countries uh, teach them to, to win souls and, and teach uh, uh, men of God how to do the work of the ministry. God has really blessed that ministry. And uh, Daniel Golick was an incredible soul winner. He, in, in his heart uh, for God, I uh, had the privilege of being, uh, we were together when, when I went to Bob Jones University for a year and a half. Uh, he was my, uh, my uh, he was one of my uh, per captains at, at there, and he was uh, such a blessing. And then we were in the same society, and uh, we've been friends since then. But oh, God, how he used Brother Dan Garlick. And um, this last year, he, he went to heaven. And uh, I went to see him uh, several months before he went to heaven just to spend time with him. To, and he, oh, what an encouragement. What, what, what a faithful man. And uh, about two weeks before he went to heaven, he called me up. 
he had his son there with him and his Spanish pastor with him. And we talked about the ministry. He, he asked me to help his son accomplish some goals in Mexico. And we're working with, with La Espada to take the gospel to 30 million homes in Mexico. We have teams working uh, in uh, taking the gospel to every single home in pueblos and, and cities in our state. And, and from that, we'll be starting new churches. And, and, and it's an exciting uh, what, what the Lord wants. And, 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 and Brother Garlic asked me, please, Brother Ramos, would you please... Um, uh, help us to fulfill that goal, that dream that I had, to fill Mexico with the gospel. And, uh, and, and I said, Brother Carter, yes, we will do all we can by God's grace, and, and we're working in that project right now. And, uh, but one of the things he, he, he told me, he said, he said, Luis, finish well. He said, be faithful. Be faithful to your wife. Be faithful to your children. Be faithful to your church. Luis, he said, finish well. And I thank the Lord for Dan Garlic because he, in person, God has a ministry he has called you to. And it's been by grace. It's all by grace. It's all because of him. And what God requires of a servant of God is just to be faithful. And it takes conviction. And it takes dedication. And it takes discipline. And it takes a heartfelt decision before God that you may be faithful. And also takes for you to, uh, like Paul told Timothy, uh, to, to care for uh, there in, in Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, if I remember correctly where he, um, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm in chapter four. <laughs> um, he said in verse 16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. We must take care of ourselves and our personal walk with God and our thinking. Uh, and, and, oh, young person, be careful what you do with, with, with your time. And in today's world, with all the, the, the social media and the, the Facebook and the TikTok and all those things, you must be careful. Be faithful. A demand of the ministry. Second of all, Look with me, 2 Timothy chapter 2, please. And verse 3, another, another um, demand of the ministry. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Young person, another demand of the ministry. We must be willing to pay the price. I don't mean to discourage you, but there is a price to be paid to be used of God. And as I, I encourage you also to read biographies. I've enjoyed reading so many biographies that have been a blessing to my life. But I've, I've learned as I read the, the, the lives of men that God has used, that those whom God uses the most, he allows to be put to the fire. There is a price to be paid. And you know, as you look to Christ and what he has done and, and what he has prepared for us in eternity, young person, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to live your life to the glory of God. 
It's worth it to allow yourself just to be an instrument in the hands of God and for God to mold you and for God sometimes to put you to the fire. Paul there, look with me in 2 Corinthians, please, in chapter 12. You know this passage of Scripture. But a demand of the ministry, we, we must be willing to pay a price, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And in today's uh, society, no one wants to pay a price. Everyone wants, wants it easy, to make easy money, uh, uh, and, and to live a life of pleasure, of ease. And young person, as soldiers of Jesus Christ, as servants of Christ, we must not fall into that trap. We must be willing to pay a price to serve Christ, to be used of the Lord. There in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Verse 7, lest I be, should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I, I sought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for thy strength is made perfect in weakness. Because see, when we suffer or we go through trials, it teaches us how much we need the Lord. Because serving God has nothing to do with your capacity, has nothing to do with your talent or your smarts or lack of them. (laughs) It has everything to do with God's grace. That's what Paul Paul told told Timothy. He said, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as, as God reminds us over and over again that we need him. Yes, you must be willing to pay a price. I wrote in our bulletin this Sunday, uh, it was my wife's birthday, Monday, and in, in October, 32 years ago, my wife and three children, Aaron, Rachel, and Sarah, arrived in New Mexico. Um, Aaron was three years old and Rachel was two. Uh, no, Aaron was four, Rachel was three, and Sarah was one years old when we arrived in Mexico. And, uh, and my wife, I, I wrote something in the bulletin about uh, my wife. Um, my wife has paid the price of a servant in Mexico. Uh, she... Her health is not well. She, she got typhoid four, typhoid four times. It really devastated her, her digestive system. Uh, seven years ago, she weighed 120 pounds, and she went down to 96 pounds. Today, she weighs 98, 99 pounds, and she still has a good left hook. No, I'm from Chantiz. She weighs 90. Um, and she has, she has suffered so much with her health. It's incredible. Um, then she has other autoimmune situations. And, and uh, uh, about f- four years ago, Karen told me, said, Luis, he, she said, if I get typhoid again, I, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I told Karen, well, typhoid in Mexico are synonymous. That's the truth. And, um, and I said, hon, if, if, if it's because of your health, I know that this, is, this ministry belongs to the Lord. It's his, it's his work. I'd be willing to walk away. And she said, but Louis, I don't want that to happen. I said, listen, Karen, whether I 
live here or I live somewhere else. I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve Christ. I said, but you're more important. And, uh, and so I began to pray, and we fasted and prayed for months whether we should walk away from our ministry because of my wife's health. But the Lord led us in Isaiah 30, verse 15, that our safety is to, is to trust and just wait on God, our security. And, 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 and so we decided that decisions are made not out of fear, but in trust and in faith. And, and it, was, it was wonderful. Karen began to get better. And uh, she has gotten a little bit better. She's, uh, she learned how to, how to take, take care of herself and eat right. And, of course, all this started eight years ago when our son went to heaven. And I'll tell you why he, how it would happen. But our, Aaron was 20 years old, and uh, he went to heaven. And that, that tragic tragedy is what set my wife's health and what it is today. And uh, um, I thank the Lord for a wonderful wife. I don't deserve my wife. That's what, young person, you need to pray, those who are single, that God allows you to marry someone in the will of God, that uh, the, she is the greatest blessing in my life after Jesus Christ. And, and I owe her everything after Christ. But there has been a price. And, and as, I, as I see what God has done, I praise his name. It's all because of him, young person. All we are is just instruments. It's all we are. I love it when they ask John the Baptist, are you the one? He said, no, I'm just a voice. That's all I am. I'm just a voice. I'm just an instrument in the hands of God. That's all we are. And he deserves all the honor and all the glory. But yes, young person, there is a price to be paid. That's why as a soldier, you must learn to use the, 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 the uh, you must learn to use the word of God. Look with me in 2 Corinthians, please, in chapter 10. You must learn to use the, uh, in, in English, I, I've got to, uh, sometimes, um, I forget the phrases in English, uh, since I speak so much in Spanish, the weapons of our warfare. There in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and, and in verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God <clears throat> to the pulling down of strongholds. Young person, you must learn to use <clears throat> the weapons of our warfare as a soldier. You must learn to use the, 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 the armament of God. The, the, uh, what, what Paul talked about there in the book uh, of, of Ephesians. Um, you need to learn to, to take on the armor of Jesus Christ, the armor of God, and learn to walk with God, learn to pray, learn to fast. We talk so little about fasting today because I don't like to fast. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but we need to learn to fast. This kind coming, not, 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 not this... Um, it's the general in this in, in Spanish kind cometh only by prayer and fasting. We learn to we need to learn to use the weapons of our warfare. Young person, in your time of preparation, learn to walk with God. Learn to pray for everything. Learn to ask God to supply your needs. It's so easy to call mom and dad or a good friend. No, go to God. 
Learn to trust him. Learn to live by, learn to live by faith. Learn how to, uh, we all of us sometimes suffer as a struggle with thoughts and, 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 and attitudes and, and strongholds that we allow Satan to, to form in, in, our, in, our, in our minds. We learn, need to learn to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Look with me, please, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 3, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses and stripes and imprisonments and tumults and labors and watches and fastings by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and fame. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, young person, we need to learn to use the weapons of our warfare because there is a price to be paid. Demands of the ministry that we be faithful. Demands of the ministry that we be willing to pay the price as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. But look, look with me back in Second Timothy, please, in chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2, in verse 4, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Talking about this world, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Third of all, another demand of the ministry is that we live a holy and separated life. We live a holy and separated life. We're soldiers of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we don't entangle ourselves in the matters, in the, in the, in the uh, direction in the, of this world. We are set apart. We're no better than anyone. We're sinners saved by the grace of God. Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. It's not that we are better than anyone but like Paul said there in Romans chapter 1 and in verse 1, Paul, a servant, a doulos of Jesus Christ, a slave of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated, separated unto the gospel of God. We have been set apart as his servants. We have been set apart to, to preach the gospel. We have been set apart to do the work of the ministry. We have been set apart to exalt Christ. We have set, a, uh, set apart to magnify his word. Yes, we are ministers of Jesus Christ. Therefore, it demands that we live a holy and separated life. And in today's world, wow, that shirt takes Discipline and a decision to be true to your Savior. It does. Because it's so easy to, to allow ourselves. I I'm, when I get back to Mexico, uh, there's a pastor and his wife who, who are struggling with their marriage from another city and they're looking for me. And, uh, and he's a pastor, but he's an addict to pornography. 
And, and, but that's that, un, unfortunately, unfortunately, young person, that's not uncommon today. And if you're going to serve the Lord of the Lord and kings of kings and be his ambassador, we must live a life separated unto him. It's unto him. When Jesus called his apostles, he said, it says the following. And he goes up into a mountain and called unto him whom he would. Called unto him whom he would. And, and as I think, wow, what an honor that he called those whom he would. Those that he chose. Young person, he chose you. What a privilege. What an honor. And it says that they, and they came to him, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him, and then that he might send them forth to preach. He called them to him, to know him. To learn from him. We're separated unto him. And that demands a holy and separated life. Dear Moody, he, he never he never wanted to be called a a, a, a minister because he, he never went to school, any school. Just finished, I guess, fifth grade of uh, primary school and he never felt he was worthy of being called a pastor. He, he was an, Dale Moody was a very unusual man. Great man. And he said, the greatest need of my people is my personal holiness. My personal holiness. Number four, another demand of the ministry. Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Timothy chapter two, verse four again. No man that warreth himself entangleth, no war that no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Another demand of the ministry is that we serve only. Only to please the Lord. Yes, we have pastors. You have pastors. You have a pastor whom you love and, and whom you should be faithful to as, a, as, as your pastor. Amen. And you should hold his hands and, and, and you should follow his counsel and you should seek to please him. That's true. He's your pastor. But in all, as we please him, we'll please him. We're, we're to please God, not men. Be pleasers of God, not men. You understand what I'm saying? We don't follow movements. We follow Christ. And we're faithful to the word of God, the inspired word of God. We're faithful to principle. 
not institutions. Soldiers. Uh, I remember there in Travis, California, I grew up in the Oakland Bay area, and I had an uncle of, uh, that lived, that worked in the Air Force. He was in the Air Force, and he, he would invite us to sometimes to some of the air, the, uh, um, air shows they had. And it was, it was incredible, the, wow, those jets flying. And, 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 and also to, to see the soldiers and their white gloves. And their, you could almost see the reflection of your face and their boots and, you know, and the, the rifles so immaculate. Soldiers that want to please their officers, their commanding officer. And oh, may you live your life, young person, to please him. To please him. How you serve to please him and how you win souls to please him when you use your talents for his glory to please him. When you stand to preach to please him and to, to exalt Christ. To please him. Fifth of all, <clears throat> Another demand of the ministry there in verse 5. And if a man also strive for masteries as an athlete, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. Meditated on this verse several years ago. And what he's saying here is that we need to, um, to strive to do the work of God according to the will of God. Because he said, the, the emphasis here is that he strives lawfully. That he, that he runs his race according to the rules. Or plays today soccer according to the rules or basketball or whatever. Because if he does not follow the rules, he will be disqualified. So the emphasis is to strive, to strive lawfully. To do the work of God according to the will of God, according to principles in God's word. Our philosophy of ministry and how we serve the Lord must be faith, but must be uh, uh, based on this book. Our faith and practice based on the word of God, our music and how we organize our church, and, and how, we, how we do the work of evangelism. We must do it according to his word, and, 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 and preaching the gospel biblically. We must strive to do the work of God lawfully. And that demands us to be students of the word. Demands us to, to learn to apply the word of God, of course, in our personal lives, but in our ministries, in all that we do. The Lord has allowed us to, to, we, to start a, a ministry to, to print the word of God. And we've printed probably 18 to 20 million tracts now in our ministry and hundreds of thousands of John and Romans. And we've printed the word of God, New Testament and Burmese. And, and it's what a, but, but as we started these ministries, I said, Lord, help us to do this, these things right. We have an orphanage and God has blessed our orphanage in an incredible way. We've helped almost 900 kids throughout the years and uh, beautiful ministry. But I said, the purpose of the orphanage is not just to feed kids and to take care of kids, but to, 
to, that those kids may know Christ and one day they would serve Christ. And our Christian school is not just to give education, but to, to, to prepare servants of Christ. We, everything we do must be based on, on the Bible, on, 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 on biblical purposes. Everything we do. God blesses his word. Remember this, God will do through you and in you according to what you do with his word. So that's a demand of the ministry that we do the work of God according to the will of God. Number six, there in 2 Timothy chapter 2, please, another demand of the ministry. It says there in verse 6, the husbandman or the laborer um, that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. What it's saying here is the laborer must work before he enjoys the fruits. Therefore, as we serve the Lord, we don't serve for results. No, we serve according to the will of God. We plant and we pray and, and we labor. And yes, the results we, he, he will bless, but we put our, our heart and our minds and our, and our effort in doing the will of God and being faithful just to win people to Christ. And no matter where God sends you, um, I, I, I know of many missionaries who go to hard places and they get discouraged because they're not seeing results. But no, the results, it's in God's hands. We're to be faithful to the word, faithful to pray, faithful to win people to Christ, faithful to disciple, faithful to preach the whole counsel of God, faithful to walk with God. And that's where our emphasis should be. And yes, we glory. And yes, we're joyful. And we glorify God for the results. But we must emphasize not the results, but working. Doing the work of the ministry faithfully. When I... What a privilege to live in Mexico because... When you knock 10 doors, two or three people, four people will talk to you. Maybe more than that. I, I'm not taking any percentages recently. But people will listen to you. And that's why God is working in Mexico. Not everyone. There's a lot of very well-to-do people that have nothing to do with Christ. And, of course, there's a lot of very, very staunch Catholic areas in our country and people. But people generally are open to the gospel. But I've learned something as I, as I knock on doors and win people to Christ, witness to people. Yes, I long and I pray that God allows me to see people saved and their lives changed by the glory of, by the power of God to his glory. But if the Lord gives me the opportunity of just giving, giving someone the gospel, I rejoice. I don't get discouraged because he didn't make a decision. Now, I do I want him to be saved? Yes, but it's not my job to save him. It's my job to give him the gospel. And so I rejoice in that I can give the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, yes, and I rejoice when they bow their heads and call on Christ and, and see their lives change. Wow, what a blessing. Young person, let me just say this. Be a personal soul winner. Oh, the joy of giving people the gospel. 
As the years go by, you begin to see fruit and fruit abound to the glory of God. And yet, there's people that you'll witness to that you'll never see the fruit. Let me give you this story. About eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, I was, we, were, we were working on a, on a special day in a certain area of our city. We had a big day and, uh, and, uh, from the area, so we were knocking on doors in, in, a very, in, the, in a very, very um, uh, poor area of our, of our city, a lot of gangs and in that area we were working. And there was a young man, about 16 years old, sitting on the railroad, parked my car, and I got out of the car, and I started walking across the railroad, and I looked over, and I saw him. And, and I went over to him, and, and I saw that he, he had a bag, a paper bag, and he was sniffing glue. And, uh, but I looked over at him and, and I said, hola. And he looked at me and I saw that he was, he still wasn't gone. <laughs> he said, hola. And so I said, can I sit next to you? He said, yeah, siéntate, sit. So I sat and took the, the word of God and, and I gave him the gospel. And, uh, and he asked the Lord to save him. And I said, where do you live? He said, I don't live here. And he, he, wanted, he, didn't, he didn't tell me where he lived. But he said, I don't live here. But I gave him the gospel and and, and led him to trust Christ as his Savior. And, and I left. About four years ago, in the area that I work in, I, I started this bus route, and I was, I was in the condominium knocking doors on the second floor. And as I walked down, there was a young man at the bottom of the stairs, and he said, are you Pastor Ramos? And, and I said, yes, I, I, I didn't recognize him. I said, yes, I am. And he quickly went in his house, and he got his mom and said, Mom, come here. I want you to meet Pastor Ramos. He said, that's the man that in the Alberta four years ago gave me the gospel. Daniel started going to another church. Daniel's life got right with God. Daniel started to be a pastor. He's, a, he's an assistant pastor today. Isn't that a blessing? That's the joy, young people, of winning people to Christ. And I know that you have class in 10 minutes, but I just want to say one more thing, or two or three. No, I'm just teasing. Second <laughs> <laughs> Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. See, we will never fulfill the demands of the ministry without his grace. Without his, his power working in us and through us. Yes, grace is a merited favor. Yes, grace is favor with God. Yes, that, but also grace is, is his influence in your life. Grace, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, is the power of Christ working in you and through you as you learn to depend on the grace of God and you learn to serve Him with grace, young person, because the work of the ministry is a supernatural work. We cannot accomplish it. We must have His grace. That's why young person learn to walk humbly with your God. God gives grace to the humble. Growing knowledge of the Lord, because as you grow in knowledge of the Lord, you will grow in grace. Learn to have a prayer life. The throne of grace, you'll always find the grace you need. Learn to pray. Learn to depend on Him 
only on him. And his grace will be abound in your life as you serve him with grace. It's a privilege to be in the service of the king, isn't it not? But yes, there's demands that we must as servants of the Lord understand and accept and continue to serve him with grace.